Hello, hello, lovely people. So good to be here. Um, Today is going to be short and sweet because I am going on vacation and I'm talking about four nights in a hotel where they've got a crash. Um, just really relaxing. And I can't think about, I can't remember the last time I really, um, like we go on vacation, but often because my partner's family live overseas, so we're going to see them. Or we stay in Airbnbs a lot. I love Airbnbs. Um, but I really feel like I'm craving that hotel experience. I'm sat in England in winter and I'm craving some sunshine. And I want to do some swimming with the little man. So I'm really excited to be going on vacation. And um, before I go, the very last thing I wanted to do was set you guys up with just a really powerful podcast episode this is going to be one that you probably going to want to listen to again and I encourage you to allow yourself to listen to it once and then come back um, and take notes or even as you are listening think about like what really stands out for you and pick something and implement on it that's going to be the difference um, like really think about how you can just not just listen to the idea, although that's very powerful in itself and your brain gets working behind the scenes the moment you do listen to it. Um, but also about implementing that one thing. I would say that's just like how you get there faster. Um, I would say be mindful of trying, of telling yourself that you have to do all eight things um, at once and um, just really pick one thing to practice today. I think of um, Clueless, the movie, where she's like, I hope not sporadically. Sorry about my terrible American accent, but she picks a word of the day to practice. Um, so you could pick one of these to practice. You could even listen to mine and riff off and create your own based off of like how it gets your own brain thinking. So I also encourage you to do that. Um, but it's three, it's eight things, not three things, eight things that I've learned to stop giving time to. Um, and these eight things are things, unfortunately, that I see people promoting elsewhere um, to give time to. And so I just wanted to come and share it with you guys as a space and a place speaking about um, not having to give time to these energy sucking, confidence sucking, um, draining, guilt producing, shame producing habits that we've been conditioned to um, pick up. So I know that can sound um, a little bit extreme, but it really is what I see out there and what I help so many of my clients with. Um, and it makes me think about, I don't know if many of you have downloaded already the Stop Wasting Time um, freebie that we've created. I've actually just created a um, a document to go with it, which is really fun. So if you haven't downloaded it, just go to vickylouise.com forward slash guide. Um, and if you have, then I'm probably just going to email it out to my whole list. So you'll get it anyway. Don't worry. You don't need to resubscribe. Um, just check that it's not like any spam or anything. Um, but it makes me think about that. Like when people think about stop wasting time, so often what they're thinking about or what they've been told is actually to doing things or to do things that require more time, like writing down lists, guessing how long everything's going to take, putting it in a calendar, color coordinating it, planning your weeks ahead and all of this stuff like actually requires time. Everything that I teach is all about removing time by doing less. Um, and it's very different to what you 
here out there in the wider world, which is obviously why you guys are listening and maybe why you want to send this on to a friend who you're like, yeah, everyone wants more time. Um, so this could be a really fun episode to do that. If you are listening and someone sent this to you, know that they love you and they value your time and they value you. So that's enough of that. Um, I'm just going to jump in to the eight things I've learned to stop giving time to. The first one is comparing myself to other people online whose lives I actually don't know anything about. Um, And so people will post, I call it like the happiest 10 seconds of their week. No one's posting mid-argument. Like I'm not like crying, like, listen, I actually have done it a few times because part of my work is normalizing the whole human experience. But you're 98 or 99% of people are not posting from a place of not feeling good, of feeling low, of having a difficult time. Um, So just be mindful of your brain, comparing your usual human experience to someone's best 10 seconds of their week. The second thing is I've stopped giving time to complaining about anything in my life. Um, This is something that, and particularly time, right? We love complaining about time. I no longer give time to complaining about time, even when everyone else around me wants to. I can be in a conversation with loads of people speaking about how there's too much to do. There's not enough time. They're always busy. It feels really productive. It feels almost nice in the moment, but it's actually one of the most expensive uses of our time that doesn't add any value back. Aside from a teeny bit of comfort in the moment, it's kind of like when you've already had a yummy dessert and you're feeling like actually really full and then someone brings out cookies and like you don't feel like, okay, I'll have one. But like immediately as you're having the bite, you know it doesn't feel good. Um, That's what I'm talking about here. That's what happens. Um, And what we want to remember about complaining about life is like we are choosing our lives. We are choosing our lives. That's a very powerful place to come from, much different to um, this is happening to me and I have to complain about it because I'm powerless to change it. So it doesn't mean we have to love everything in our lives. We can choose to change things, but the complaint part isn't useful. Um, The third one is telling myself I can't do something because I fucking can and I will. And this reminds me of when I was giving birth. If you've listened to the baby series on this podcast and my brain was yelling like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And I just started yelling louder, I can do this. Um, So my brain might still say sometimes I can't do this. I just don't take it on, right? I'm like, you can have your own little doubts there, but I can do this. Um, the next thing, and this is a big one, and I'm super grateful to have been exposed to amazing um, relationship coaches and experts. I personally worked with Maggie Reyes, um, and she uh, very much teaches this. We do not want to be trying to change other people, right? That's a huge waste of time. Whenever we are trying to change someone else, what's really happening is Maybe we need to pick up the mirror and look at something ourselves. Um, A lot of the relationship advice advice out there, a lot of the romantic movies we see are all about like how to change the other person and like, oh, I could be the girl that changes him. Like that was a lot of the story that I inherited as a youngster, Lala. Are we using that word youngster? Oops. Um, As a teenager. (laughs) And um, it's just such a bad narrative. We cannot control other people. What we can do is, hold up the mirror and see what's coming up for us and ourselves the next one the fifth one we are up to is talking badly about people talking badly about others 
and talking badly about ourselves. Like I've just stopped giving time to this. Like if I feel the need to talk badly about someone, maybe I just don't want that someone in my life and that's totally fine. But so often what we are doing is keeping people in our lives, talking badly about them and just building a habit of a negative relationship that's then going to for sure impact our relationship with ourselves. And the same and most important person that this can speak about is actually ourselves talking bad about ourselves I'm not good at this I can't do this I'll never be able to do that everyone thinks I'm this this being something negative like there's just nothing good that's going to come from that um I think a lot of us have been taught to be modest and, and kind of taught a bit too much so someone can even compliment you and your response is like oh no like I'm not good at that and I just we actually do this inside time hackers we have a 30-day compliment challenge um because it does require that like exposure um it's like exposure therapy to unlearn this narrative that we can't receive compliments that we can't compliment ourselves and that we have to focus on what's not good enough which by the way is nothing um so we're just humans I fuck up, you fuck up, they fuck up. That's guaranteed. We just don't need to be speaking badly about it. Um, And the next one actually is a big one. It's wishing I was somewhere else other than where I am right now. Um, Because where you are right now, I want you to pause and really think about this. Where you are right now, there are things in your lives right now that at one point you wished for. And what would be different if you focused on that? What would be different if you woke up in the morning and you were like, what's one thing in my life right now that is something that I wished for at one point in time? Otherwise, we're always going to be in our past or we're going to be so in our future that we forget to experience the joy and the pleasures of the moments we are in. And, And the most precious time you have is the time you have right now. That's the most precious time you have. That's the most valuable time you have. So how can you bring yourself back there? How can you appreciate appreciate on it even more um so that's a big one that you know I think so often we're thought we're told to like look to our past to see why we are how we are or you know be in our future that's the fastest way to get there it's definitely something I speak about with my clients but not at the cost of right now okay uh the next one is a really fun one I'm no longer available for explaining now now it doesn't mean that I will never explain now but I don't have to, there's no, like, I have to explain myself. If someone wants, you know, I get a lot of DMs or um, people emailing me asking all kinds of different things or selling me different things. And I just don't have to say anything, but no, I really don't. Um, And that just has saved so much thought and mental energy and physical energy of like oh I don't need to come up with a reason I don't need to explain myself to every single human who wants to put an offer in front of me it's not to say you know never put an offer in front of people but don't expect them to um give reasons that can be with making plans um with going to events it can be with going on trips it can be with buying things it can be with so many different areas where you just don't have to explain a no. I, I can't wait for the world where we never have to explain a no, just like we don't really explain a yes. It's not like, do you want to come to mine for lunch? Yes, actually, I um, really want to come because I've been meaning to speak with you. Like we don't expect an explanation in the yes. We don't need an explanation in the no. And this last one I'm going to drop on you. This is a big one that I see online that you, you know, you're made to feel bad about, unfortunately. And I'm just telling you, 
that you don't have to feel bad about it. And releasing the guilt around these things has been the most freeing, liberating, empowering ah, step that I've taken. So I really want to encourage you to, to pick these ones and also maybe even add to them. And that is I've no longer got time to feel guilty about scrolling social media. I've no longer got time to feel guilty or giving time, not got time. I'm no longer giving time to feeling guilty about watching Netflix. Even if I watch like a whole season, even if I'm binging, I no longer feel guilty about eating cake. I love cake, having a glass of wine. I enjoy wine. I mean, if you enjoy more than a glass of wine, same for you, whatever. But the whole guilt around that stuff just takes away the pleasure and, and, you know, actually ends up typically with us doing it more and just feeling worse about ourselves. There's no value add to any of the things that I've spoken about. So which one of these are you going to pick today? Which one are you going to practice? And like I said, you might want to go back um, and re-listen. You can even, if you want, post in your Instagram stories and tag me with the one that you've picked and let me know and I will see it. Um, Or is there one that you would add? Maybe there's a few that you would add. Maybe you want to make your whole list. And really, there might be some that you've already done really well. So I just want to encourage you to celebrate that too. Um, Your time is super precious. You can't get it back. At the end of your life, you're not going to wish that you gave any more time to any of these things. I promise you. Um, So that's it from me. Have a lovely week. Stop giving time to things that were never valuable for your time to begin with. All right, loves. Bye. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.